Welcome to the ANA Podcast. Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. Welcome to the ANA Podcast. I am Anthony. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. You already know my name. I'm Rocco Cortez. Yay, sports! Yay, sports! Sports. Episode 18, episode 18. Sorry, this one's a little late. Um... We had to round up a. We had to roll up a, an episode here quick. Uh, we had a. We have a special guest lined up, and we're just trying to coordinate coordinate schedules here. We well, we had him. We like had an actual interview lined up. We just uh, due to the heavy rain that hit San Antonio recently, we just could not make it happen. But um, I'll just tease you a little bit here. If you're a Spurs fan and if you're on Twitter at all, he's very very well known. So you will probably know the name. I don't want to drop the name right now. But hopefully we can just work it out and we can get them. And um, I'm very, very excited about it. We had questions lined up and everything. We just we had them ready to go. And just unfortunately, due to the mother nature, could not make it happen. So um, which happens, which does happen, <laughs> which does happen. So, yeah, we uh, I'm not going to drop a name, like I said. But if you're on Twitter and if you're a Spurs fan, or if you're a Spurs fan, you probably know him. So just keep an eye out. We'll stay tuned for that. But, yeah, welcome back. If you're joining us for the first time. Uh, we're Anthony and Alex and we're a sports and a, we're an all sports podcast every week to get, we ah, I can't talk right now. Every week we get together, talk about sports and talk about why we love them. Talk about why we're friends. Talk about some subjects that we want to talk about and, and um, birthdays and birthdays. Can't forget birthdays and birthdays. I feel like we should make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to be 29 in two days. Good God, you're old. I am. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. This I love is you why too. we talk about birthdays. Yeah. We Thanks, brother. Forget. I love you, too. Hey, man, I got a lot of stuff going on. Dude. I know you do. I, I know you do. Birthday. Birthday. I'm, I'm the baby of this group. I'm going to be 26 in like six months. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Enjoy it. I know. Enjoy it. Yeah, well, the golden years. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah. welcome back. Uh, we got a wristband giveaway going on right now. If you go leave us a positive keyword, positive review on iTunes. Or constructive negative review. Yeah. Or that. Alex wants to read negative I reviews. I really do, though. Hey, I'm not mad at it. I want to read it, too. It's fine. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to read. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so if you go leave a positive or a good enough negative review on iTunes, and you send us in your information, send us in your address and all that good stuff, we got to know where you are in this world. We'll get you a wristband out. Um, if you don't, and you will just want to leave a you just want to leave an iTunes review. Hey, thanks. That that also helps. Either way, go do it. Doesn't take a whole lot of time. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you keep coming back, thanks. You know that means a lot to us. Uh, so go just go leave it or don't. You know it, it's not for my ego. It's for so it can help us. Um, but also else? for our ego. But also for our ego. <laughs> uh, what's the email, brother? The email is double a sports show at gmail dot com. Double is spelled out D O U B L E. A sports show at gmail.com. At gmail.com. You have the perfect radio voice when you do that. Yeah, I know. That's why I do it. <laughs> Keep it up. Couple highlights. College football is back. Um, UTSA lost. Yay, football! Yeah. It was a good weekend. I, was I watched. Say, it was a real good weekend. I tried to watch as much as I could. UTSA lost, unfortunately, and our the Horns took a loss. Yeah, they did to Maryland. Didn't look all that great in it either. Yeah, they're still I, confusion at that quarterback spot, man. No, I don't. There's no confusion, dude. In my opinion, Ellinger looked good to me. It's just a matter of Tom Herman. Tom Herman letting him loose. Well, he, but at the same time, 
because I got to I got to look at some of it. I got to look at the stats, kind of got to look at some of the highlights and things like that. And he did look good. I won't lie, but I feel like it's not so much that you let him lose; it's that he's second questioning himself. I think he needs to help build that boy's confidence up a little bit. I'll agree with that. You know I'll agree with that. that's another good way to say it. Because I think it, because of the amount of questions that's been going on up until like the day or two before Ellinger was named the starter, like I think that kind of you know it's this battle, this battle. Oh, well, I won. Well. Why did it take so long for you to name me? And I'm not really yeah. sure. And yeah, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm just curious as to what they're going to do from now. Are they going to keep him in there, help him build that confidence up? Are they going to? I think they him should keep going? him in there. He looked good. He I looked like so he too. at least he looked he looked like he knew what he was doing. Right. It, it seemed like they were afraid to pass the ball, but every time he would, you know, every time he, you know, every time he threw the ball, it was it was accurate. So right. I, uh, I mean, I I say keep him in there. He can run the ball too. He pro- he proved that he can move and run around. Right. So I say let him in, you know. Right. Um, UTSA lost. It was 40, I think it was 49 to 7. It was a bajillion to nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Texas State got their asses handed to them. Too. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. They played uh, at Rutgers up in uh, okay. up in Jersey there. And they went not... to Rutgers? Yeah, man. Big, no shit? Yeah, Big Ten. And even the shittiest team in the Big Ten is destroying wow. little bitty Texas State. But there are some other really good scores that kind of came out and about. A um, couple of the highlights I found. So, Virginia Tech, ranked 20th in the nation, beat Florida State, number 19 in the nation, 24 to 3. Wow. Um, it was Francois' first game back after being injured most of last year, and the big question was, is how is Florida State going to do now that he's back in? And I said not well, and it turns out it didn't go well. <laughs> Alex was right. Right. Uh, number 25, LSU beat up Miami 33-17, which I thought was pretty good. Um, the thing about this, uh, this first week is there wasn't a whole lot of surprises, really. Um, a lot of blowouts, as you would expect. You know, these big teams are playing these little guys. Mississippi State played Stephen F. Austin and beat them 63-3. to uh, oh, West Virginia God. beat up on Tennessee 40. <laughs> yeah. Um, TCU beat Southern uh, 55-7. to So that's one. A um, couple of the closer games, a couple of the games that, you know, it was good to keep an eye on was Notre Dame playing Michigan. Notre Dame ended up winning that game 24-17. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's first game back, playing a big rival. and uh, Go Irish. <laughs> Did you see the signs at the, yeah. at the tailgate? No. Yeah. There was one I saw it said, uh, Harbaugh sits down when he pees. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, man. It's just people holding the signs. <laughs> That's so what it, dude. They have the best signs on that, dude. I'll tell you what. Uh, another really big one was so Appalachian State. I don't remember if you guys remember, but I think it was yeah. eleven years ago. It they was took 11 down eleven years ago, dude. They took down Michigan at the big house. Yeah, I mean, and there's this little bitty baby team taking on one of the big powerhouses in the Big Ten. They came in and beat them. So they went and played Penn State and took them to overtime. Yeah, Penn no, State I saw it. ended up winning forty-five to thirty-eight, but they scored twenty-eight in the fourth quarter. Wow! Like I don't know what happened there, but. Yeah, so uh, all, a couple other big news. Number nine, Auburn beat six, Washington, 21-16. to 16. That's a good game for Auburn to really show again who they were because they were doing really well at the end of last year, and so it's good to see them keep that momentum. Yeah. Um, and then, again, your top three, Georgia, Clemson, and Bama, all won big. Georgia beat Austin Perry, uh, Austin P 45 to zip. Uh, Clemson beat Furman, 48-7. to seven. And then your reigning national champions. Your, your, your boy Fromm had a good game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he did. And he also looks good. Not to not to brag. <laughs> hey, I don't want to say that we look alike, but uh You do. Yeah, well something like that. And did uh, you um did you see uh Saban's after game post game interview? Mm-mm, no. Saban's dude, he devil. got pissed, dude. So they cuz they have a he hasn't he hasn't settled on like a starting quarterback. He's got two quarterbacks that he likes. So he's going to he plays both and he played both. So they they approached him afterwards and the, the, the she's just doing her job. 
Um, he was like, so what's going on with the quarterback situation? Are you, have you decided which one you're going to start next week and all that? I've, I don't know what she asked him officially, but she just asked him about the quarterback situation. He got pissed. And uh, there was a few... Uh, there was a few... Uh, F-bombs? Yeah, No, not F-bombs. There was a few fellow uh, media members that chimed in on Twitter and said, hey, Saban, take it easy, man. She's just doing her job. He apologized for it, but still. He, he basically... He just... He didn't. He didn't curse. He just got overly mad. Hyped about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I hyped about it and said, yeah. "I like both of them. Why can't I use both of them? Mm-hmm. Stop asking me about it." That's- well, it's tough because I mean, Hurts led them to an undefeated season up until they got to right. It was undefeated last year, right? Up until yeah. they got to, uh, I think I'm not. But anyway, so I mean, they got all the way to the championship game with Hurts. I mean, he was the guy. He you know was struggling against that defense, so they put in. The other guy, I'm just going to call him Tag for now because that's a hell of a last name. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even looking at the stats, they both did really well. So, you're looking at Tag. He went 12 of 16 with 227 yards and two touchdowns, averaging about 14 yards a carry with a QBR of 99.1. Uh, Hertz went in there with uh, – he went 5 of 9, 70 yards, averaging about 7 with a 48.4. So, it's not like either one of them did particularly – I mean, both of them did well. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I think Tag did a little bit better just because I think he may have even had a little bit more opportunity. Right. Um. But the thing is, is they're just two different styles of play. And Bama is a very versatile team, unfortunately. They are. That's so, why they're very good. I was like, that's why they're number one. And so it's one of those things where it's tough to pick one because it's what style of football do you want to play? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think he likes to keep his options open because the SEC is tough, man. That defenses are tough. It's the toughest conference in the nation. Easily. It's it's not a fun conference to play in. No. I mean, unless you're playing. I mean, obviously, if you like that kind of level yeah. of competition, it's fun. But I if mean, If you're Bama, it is. Right. If you're Bama, it is. Bama, Georgia, Auburn, like, it's fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tennessee LSU. is not having so much fun anymore. But, yeah. but the thing about LSU, for whatever reason, is they seem to win the games that they're not supposed to and then lose the games that they're supposed to win. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can never trust LSU. Did they win this past weekend? Yeah. They, yeah. they beat uh, number six, uh, Washington. Oh, okay. That's um, right. That's right. So that was a good game. But anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, right now, uh, just kind of going over your top ten um, in the nation. Again, we already named one, two, three. You're looking at uh, uh, Bama as number one. Let me. Uh, Texas dropped out of rankings completely. Yeah. I'm That's besides the point. Though. Yeah. Um, so let me go here. Let me get our uh, top ten here. So top ten AP, you're looking at Alabama as number one, Clemson as number two, Georgia three, followed by Ohio State, Wisconsin, who looked really good in their opener. Well, really good. They looked good in their opener. Uh, Oklahoma 6, Auburn 7, Notre Dame 8, Washington 9, and then to round out the top 10, you have Stanford. Wow. Uh, a couple other big names that are in the top 25. Florida is now back up there. South Carolina is up there. Um, you also have Boise State, who's at 20 right now. And then, uh, as some would mention, uh, the national champions from last year, UCF, <laughs> um, they're ranked 19 right now. 19? Yeah, they came out and they wow. put up, I think, 56 um, in their first game. That's so, yeah, I mean, they're keeping that momentum going, especially since they lost their coach to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they're keeping that momentum. There you go. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. Number 19 in the country. That's not right. bad. And then pretty much it's exactly the same for the coaches poll. Uh, Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Auburn, Notre Dame, Stanford, and then Penn State. Um, so there's a little bit of difference. Penn State, I think, is 13 in the AP, but 10 in the coaches poll. Uh, Washington, um, I don't even think, hold on. Where's oh say Washington is nine and one, uh, and then eleven in the other. So there's some subtle differences. Um, but TCU is up there, you know, repping Texas. I appreciate that, guys. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be pretty interesting. You know, right. Nothing too crazy out of the first week. Yeah. Um, some so. sauce news: the missions are going to the playoffs. 
Yes, they are. They are. I was gonna say, are they already playing? Or? As as of as of right now, when we're recording right now, they're playing tonight. They're playing at Corpus Christi. They're starting the series in Corpus, um, and they're. I think they're going to be playing as the Chanclas. I think. Yeah, they are. They, they are. are. Okay, yeah, cool. I saw that. Okay, cool. So that'll be a uh, that'll be a best of five game series. So game one is set for tonight. Game two is set for uh, tomorrow night in Corpus. Both uh, both in Corpus, and then they come back home to the Wolf uh, Friday, my birthday, September seventh. And then game four, um, Saturday, if necessary. And then game seven, Sunday, if necessary. So that's, um, oh, wow, they're playing all those games in a row. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, they're not very far away. So. No, yeah, so, yeah. So good luck to the missions. Uh, I really do like that they call themselves the Chanclas. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. Like, that's that's hilarious. a great marketing tactic by it the, is. the miners. Dude, they sold out yeah. everything they had. Yeah. yeah. I like it better than the whole uh, emoji nickname thing on the back of the MLB jerseys. Yeah. I don't like those very much. Oh, I didn't uh, even know about that. Yeah, they're doing this weird whole thing where it's like you put your nickname on the back now for oh. a couple of games as a promotion, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, what does it care? Yeah, yeah I, I care. don't care what your fucking nickname is. <laughs> like, you really don't, don't? Really? You don't like that? Not really, no. No? I don't care. The Players Weekend, you didn't like that? No. Uh, I no? I would much rather prefer team names to change to be kind of funny, like like the, the flying, flying chunklas. Yeah. That shit's hilarious. Okay. Round Rock was the chupacabras. Yeah. Were they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. See, that's that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what your nickname is in the box. Like I don't care what your friends call you really. I I just don't. I'd rather just call you by your name. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm I don't know what it is. Maybe that's just me. It probably is just me. Nah, I mean But and the jerseys are weird too. I don't like yeah, the jerseys I didn't like the either. Jerseys this weekend. I, yeah. Uh, the, this just, is weird. The Rangers jersey, especially, it's they're just, terrible. It's they're just, not yeah. a good-looking jersey. No, like, I, I like the cap. I, I seriously considered buying the cap. But. Eh, I mean, yeah, cap was okay, but I just love hats in general, man. Ser- tell you me what. too. Yeah. Did you see them? Did you see the Rangers caps there? Players no. weekend. Google no. them real quick. I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm yeah. Gonna do it. Y'all keep talking. I was about yeah. to say Google it. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. Anyway. Anyways, talking about getting. Fucking money, man. Dude. This is insane. Dude, he makes more money than I'll make in my life in one season. Yeah. Easily. So talking about a new deal, uh, Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears, which is more or less unprecedented and unfucking heard of Because, I mean, even people were uh, trying to make this trade on Madden, and they wouldn't do it. Like, nowhere would this trade ever happen except for in John Gruden's imagination. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason... The Oakland Raiders traded arguably one of the best middle linebackers in the game right now. Probably the best middle linebacker playing football right now. Uh, Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears for, I think, a bag of Takis and two tickets to a, to like a, I don't know, Oakland game? It was, it was close. I think. Six year deal. Bears gave him six Six years. years, Yeah. 141 million and 90 guaranteed. Which is insane. Because the thing about it, though, the thing that I find most interesting is that weeks before that, um, the D end for the Rams got paid. He got paid, and I think he was getting like maybe 30 mil a year, something like that, 30, 35. And it was the biggest NFL defensive contract ever. I mean, he made bank and he made history making bank. And then, not two weeks later, three weeks later, this guy going breaks that record. It's crazy how much money there is in the It's NFL. insane. Yeah. But the one thing I do like, though, is that's classic Bears, though. Yeah. I mean, forever, they've had these huge linebackers. They had Brian Urlacher forever. They're known for having that really stout defense. And for a while there, they haven't really had that. So so let me ask you this real quick. Was it a thing where he wanted to be traded? Or was it a thing where... Was his like was he was he trying to negotiate a contract and the Raiders didn't want to the Ra- the Raiders didn't want to give him as much as he wanted? 
Was Honestly, it? I'm not sure. I would I would guess at some level the Raiders couldn't give them the money. Okay. On some level. Okay. The Bears could because they don't. I don't think the Bears have any real big contracts out right now. Okay. Like I don't think they have anybody that's taken up all of their cap space. So I think it's a little bit of the best of both worlds. The Raiders free up a lot of cap space, although they lost arguably one of the best guys in the NFL right now. Regardless, dude. Brother, I mean, 121 million. Yeah, I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of money. 90 of it is guaranteed. I don't know why the the Raiders would get rid of him. He is phenomenal. Yeah. But maybe it was one of those things where they just couldn't hang on to him. I think, yeah. And I think, well, my question, my, my problem is, is why didn't you get more for it? What did what did what they get? Not a whole lot. No, I know it was like some draft picks and maybe a little bit of other, but I mean, like, I would want a king's ransom. I'd want your entire roster. Yeah, for Khalil Mack, start from scratch. Here's Khalil Mack. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like if somebody were to try to trade for Mike Trout, they're gonna have to pay two king's ransoms. Poor Mike Trout, man. I know, man. I I God, I want him to go somewhere else so bad. I just bring feel him, bring so him to bad. Texas. I'll gladly take yeah. it. Yeah, bring just anywhere. Just get him out of Anaheim. Put him on a contending team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to see what he does in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders players did not like the trade. I don't think anybody did, outside yeah. of the Bears organization. Why would they not like the trade? We were like, yeah, <laughs> you know you're who getting really rid of their like best the defensive trade? player. You know who really doesn't like the trade? Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's got to play him twice now. Like, fuck yeah. that. I ain't going to get hit that damn hard. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, anyways, and so one last thing for the uh, for the old highlights here. Um, Seattle MLS, dude. Seattle, man. Seattle FC in the MLS has uh, broken the single season uh, win record with eight in a row, which is impressive because they're looking at some of the better teams in the uh, in the game right now. So they have won the last eight. They've played uh, the Kansas uh, Sporting Kansas City. They've played the uh, Portland Timbers, LA Galaxy, FC Dallas, uh, Minnesota FC. They played NYCFC, which is a really good team. They played the Earthquakes. They played the Whitecaps. Um, they even tied the two games right before that and won the game before that. So, you know, basically starting from July, the first game in July till now, they haven't lost a game. So they beat Rapids 2-1. to, uh, two to one. Um, They tied Atlanta FC, which is one of the highest scoring teams in MLS right now. They tied them 1-1. to one. Uh, they beat SC Dallas two to one. FC Dallas is number one in the uh, West right now. They beat the LA Galaxy five to zero. They put up five. Yeah, dude. Like, but that's not an easy. No, I beat. know in soccer. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's not a thing. No. Uh, they beat NYCFC three to one. NYCFC is probably top three in their conference right now. So it's it's just extraordinary to me, at least, how well these guys are playing, the level that these guys are playing at, and how they're continuing to. Just keep that going. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you excited about that? How excited are you about that? I mean, I'm not a huge Sounders fan. It's not really my team, but I'm excited for them. Yeah. I would probably give it like a 5. A 5? Because I'm like, yeah, fucking go team, but also like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a Rapids fan, so I'm used to disappointment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, yeah, good job, other guys, but like, can somebody please fucking help out the Rapids? Like, we yeah. suck so bad. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of real quick recap on um, on the uh, – let me see here. Let me pull this up the right way. So a real quick recap on the MLS League soccer uh, for the table right now in the Eastern Conference. I'll give you your top – I'll just do 11. So right now you're looking at the Red Bulls, followed by uh, Atlanta FC, NYCFC, the Columbus Crew, Philadelphia Union, and Montreal Impact. Um, those guys are looking at getting to the playoffs. Uh, in the hunt right now you have DC United with Wayne Rooney and company. Uh, and then you can't count out the New England Revolution. Those guys are always dangerous, always scary. 
Uh, and then we can see what Toronto FC can do now that they have a Josie Altador back, uh, Josie Altador back with uh, Jervinko up top. Those guys can score. How far um, away are we from the uh, MLS playoffs? If, uh, if that's a thing. Couple weeks out, I think they play like 32 games, something like that. And most of these guys are 25, 26, 27, 28. Okay. So we're a few weeks out. Okay. Um, so now looking at the Western Conference, it is headed by RFC Dallas, um, which is awesome to see a team from Texas take that first place. Uh, we are then followed by LAFC. Uh, with their inaugural season, which, again, these guys are doing excellent. It's great to see these incoming teams do really well. Uh, Sporting KC, um, great team, been there for a while. Real Salt Lake, uh, the Seattle Sounders FC, which is the team that just won the eight in a row. They are now squarely in the uh, playoff hunt. Uh, then you're looking at the Portland Timbers. Uh, in the hunt, you have the Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, and then the LA Galaxy with Zlatan and Co. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and then following out that, you have uh, Minnesota FC, the Houston Dynamo down there at 10. Uh, my near and dear to my heart, Colorado Rapids, who are just awful. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you have the San Jose, San Jose Earthquakes following up after that. And I always so feel so bad for the San, San Jose Earthquakes. They have arguably one of the better strikers in the game right now in Chris Wondolowski. He's played for the men's national team. He has been called up many a time. He's a goal scorer. He, you know, he does what he needs to do. He's not going to score 12 a game, but he is going to score that game kind of yeah. a deal. Um, and they're still looking at last place, four wins, eight draws, 15 losses, uh, 41-4, 52 against, um, and only 20 points. So, anyway, so, yeah, positions one through six make it to the MLS playoffs. Um, so we're getting pretty close to that, and that's exciting for me, guys. I'm excited for this. ML playoffs is it's a big deal. It's yeah. Riveting. It's yeah. riveting. It is. Riveting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. To say the it's least. I, I, when, uh, I, I got goosebumps, bro. I see them, bro. Yeah. I see them. Both arms. I mean, shit. I'm just saying, though, when uh, when FC Dallas makes it to the playoffs, I'm going to I'm gonna try to go up there and snag a game or two. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, go Dallas. Go FC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go FC. Yeah, Please go. Go soccer sports. <laughs> Please go. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. So, getting, in, getting into it, we got some... Um, well, not we. It's just news in general to share. I was about to say, um, uh, two two of the probably biggest names in professional sports both uh, called it a career this week or this past they week. Did. Manu Ginobili. I'll talk first. Manu Ginobili um, called decided to hang it up after 16 years with the Spurs. In average, he in his 16 years with the Spurs, he averaged 13 points and four assists. Um, you know, people. I've I've seen mostly positive reaction from this. Uh, you know, so, well. Positive in meaning, like people are, are um, saddened by it, but um, there have been some negative uh, saying. You know, why is it such a big deal? Manu wasn't, you know, the you know Hall of Fame player, and it just, it's it's bullshit, really. But um, Manu is never really known for his stats. This guy willingly took a bench role for the Spurs for the better of the team, and some would say he was the heart and soul of the team for quite some time. Uh, he was part of that. He was, of course, part of the Argentina national team that beat the USA team back in the Olympics and won a gold medal. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, I love this guy. I, uh, I had the opportunity to not meet him, but, you know, just snag him real quick to take a picture uh, back in the two, back in 2012. Um, and he was, he, you know, he took the picture with me. No problem and all that. Um, but I mean, what is there? To, what else is there to say? Manu Ginobili was. I, I think the heart and soul of the team for a while. Tim Tim was the dude, in my opinion, but Manu willingly took the bench role, like we said. Manu, Pop told him, hey, man, I need you to come off the bench. I need I need this kind of role for me, and Manu did it, no problem at all. He he even 
I think it's no secret that he considered taking other deals as well toward the latter end of his career with, uh, I forgot who it was. It's, I'd almost hope so. He yeah. deserves that. Yeah. You know? And um, so it's just, I mean, what is there more to say? I, I mean, I... I've I've said it before on the podcast. I've said it before on a previous episode. I I wasn't I would not be surprised if he called it a career, and I wasn't surprised. I was very happy to see him to see him call it call it a career. Um, I'm happy for him. I, I I know he's gonna enjoy his time with his family, his sons, um, and uh, yeah, I I kind of saw it coming. Uh, I kind of had convinced myself, you know, what he's probably gonna he's probably gonna call it a career. I just saw his body language. I noticed his body language at the end of the Golden State game when we got booted from the playoffs last year. As he was walking off to the court, uh, Kerr Kerr stopped him and talked to him for a little bit. But I just, I I could tell in his body language, he was done. He kind of knew it then and there, even if he didn't want to admit that he knew it. Um, He took, uh, you know, he took a long time this summer to decide. He took quite some time. It was, we're already in July. We're not July. We're in, um, August. We're in, August. August. No, September. We're in we're September. S- now. We're now. Yeah, we're in right. September now. He took some time to, uh, to make the decision. Um, I, I heard some rumors, you know, that, you know, he's under contract. So what if he doesn't say anything and just reports to camp? You know, that's, that's also great. But I mean, it was, it was a, for me, it was a sign that he took that long. He, you know, he's, he took, he was, uh, he went on vacation with his family and, um, I think they took two trips to Canada and to Washington D.C. I believe it was, uh, and he was, you know, he posted about it on his socials. Um, so I mean, I think that was a red flag in itself that he took that long. Um, he said, I, I didn't read the article, but he said in a uh, Argentinian article that he contributed to, or somebody interviewed him for that. You know, he when he got back from uh, those trips, he got in the gym. And he just wanted to see how he felt. He wanted to see if he was, you know, if he felt like, okay, I can still run, I can still get up with these guys, or if it was, or if it was the opposite. And the opposite did happen for him. He realized, you know what, I'm. It's just, it's time. It was time for him to uh, to hang it up. So, um, I mean, long story short, I'm happy for him. Um, what more can what more can we ask of Manu? He gave us 16 great years. He got four rings. He helped contribute to some really good teams. Arguably, one of the greatest foreign players to play i think exactly him dude. dirk exactly um, dude exactly like he's up there yeah i so, think for the city of san antonio it's safe to say he is probably the most beloved player in spurs history oh without a doubt you think so even without over timmy without a doubt dude Absolutely. tim is the dude tim was the dude but manu everybody loves manu man i'll tell you why because he was a latin player and san antonio is primarily yeah. of latin yeah, descent that makes sense I can so see that. So, as having that in common with the with the fans, and seeing a, a player from, you know, from Argentina come over here, and do so well for so long, you know, the the city of San Antonio really loved Manu. Oh yeah, right. you know. So yeah, I would I would say that he's probably San Antonio's most favorite player ever All in the time. history of San Antonio Spurs basketball. More than David Robinson, yeah. More than Tim Duncan, more than Tony Parker, yeah. But that makes sense because it's a cultural thing, right? It is a cultural thing. TP made a comment one time that you know Manu's so popular that he could probably run for run for mayor if he wanted to, and he'd probably win. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, Yeah. I think Tim could. I think Popovich could probably do that too. If Popovich Mm -hmm. wanted to run the city of San Antonio, I think he probably could. Oh, he probably could. could, Yeah, I would. I would chat vote for him. Yeah, I'd give it to him. But I agree. I agree. Yeah, Manu was by far the most loved. And it has to do with a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, one, yes, he was a Latin player. 
Another thing is the media is a big deal. The media, and he was always media friendly. He always went out of his way for his fans. He always went out of his way for the local media here. He gave exclusives to whoever, to whichever local media wanted him. So that has a lot to do with it too, man. You know, if you if you make yourself um, so available, we, available, yes, yeah, you know, people are gonna like you more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. So and he's always he always seems so so genuine. Oh, every yeah. time I heard an interview from him, I was like, I believe that he means what he just said. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll hear guys talk about like, oh, well, you know, our team really tried hard, you know, but I was like, just giving one hundred ten percent and right. got to put in all you can. Answer. And, yeah. yeah. Right. And I was like, I you shut up. Yeah, you don't mean that. Somebody coached to say right. That, yeah. Like you read a script right before you walked out of that tunnel, and that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. So it didn't matter what they asked; that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. You guys ever watch that show, uh, Bedazzled, with the no. uh, oh fuck, Brent, not Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. You yeah. Mean the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did I say show? You said show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but the movie. Yeah, and with when, Elizabeth Hurley. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. When he's uh, the basketball player, <laughs> he's just like pouring <laughs> buckets. He's like, well, we got to give 110%. And, uh, you know, came out here and tried, you know, got to give 110%. That's, I swear to God, that's yeah. like every answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I think I know Great what your movie's movie. talking about. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's the one where, like, the girl, yeah. he's the devil. And he yeah. Has, yeah, yeah. Great movie, yeah. man. Just hilarious. She is so. Smoking. Yeah. He is. Oh, my goodness. And Manu's staying here, right? He's not leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his, his kids are in school. I was about to say, I think yeah. he would. Yeah. I would. I, I, I am curious to see what he does next, because I wouldn't doubt that he could probably go overseas, maybe back to Argentina, and probably play for their professional league almost as a side gig. He won't. I don't think he will either, but yeah. I'd, I would be curious to see if he does something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much did, like, let me for it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him coach. I really wouldn't. Right. Yeah. He's still hanging around the Spurs organization. Oh, he's, he's he, was still, at tra- yeah. he was at training camp, wasn't he's he? He's like Tim, yeah. dude. He can, Tim can still run up and down. It's just, right. for me, it's the NBA grind. It's, right. You're being on a, you're on a plane every other day. Yeah. You know? And that road trip for the Spurs every year yeah. is tough, it's man. No joke. That's going to be tough. They can, yep. they can probably still play. I bet he told himself, like Tim, I could. Still I can play. still do it, but how much do I really want to do it? I need. I have my family here. I have right. you know two or three boys. He has two or three boys. Yeah, he wants, I'm sure he wants to watch his family grow up. Yeah, you know? you know. So it's it's that kind of thing. And what a better town to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like everybody loves him in this town. Yeah, he's gonna oh, yeah. get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of he retirements, could, and if he can make it on the grind or not, Manu could pee on the Alamo and it'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Manu very get away with it. People. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There was another I popular... He doesn't have to remember the Alamo. No. He could get no. away with He it. could get away with not remembering the Alamo. Yeah. yeah. He totally. might be one of the only yeah. few guys. <laughs> we should make that a thing. <laughs> Who can get away with not remembering hey, that'll the Alamo? Hey, t- that'll be our t-shirt. A sports show. Manu can pee on the Alamo. And it'll be all <laughs> yes. right. It's all right. We need to do that. It's all right. Yeah, all right. All right. Anyway, another news. Um... Clint Dempsey is also retiring from soccer, and that's kind of huge for... That's a big deal. That's a huge for U.S. soccer. So Clint Dempsey, uh, originally from Nacogdoches, Texas, um, has been the face of U.S. soccer for some time now. Um, He's one of the few guys who has gone overseas, has been successful, has come and played here at the MLS, been successful. Um, And so seeing him kind of retires, it's a huge shift in the MLS. Uh, So just a little bit about him. He's played for a few different clubs. He's played for the New England Revolution. um, Just here in the U.S., he's played for the New England Revolution and played for the Seattle Sounders. Um, A lot of his career has been spent playing overseas. He played in Fulham in the Premier League. He also played for the Tottenham Hotspurs for a year um, and also went to Fulham again for a little while on a loan. Um, He, you know, his accolades are, you know, second to none. Uh, He's played for the MLS... uh, national team for quite a while so let me see here 
So in all appearances total for just his career for club level, he's played in 475 games, 475 appearances. And in those 475 games, he has 154 goals. He's a goal scorer. That's what he does. Yes. The old dirty deuce. Yes. Number two, two. Number one in your heart, number two, two in the playbook. Gotcha. Clint Dempsey. Uh, internationally, he's played for quite a while. He uh, made appearances in 04, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 010, 11, 012, 013, 014, 15, 16, 17. I don't know if you found a trend there, but he's been one of the U.S.'s best players for the past decade, if not more. Yeah. Well, literally more. But, I mean, and again, he's scored goals. In the 141 appearances he has for the U.S. men's national team, he scored 54 goals. Mm. I mean, this guy has been a leader. He's been a focal point. He's been a playmaker. He has been the creative drive. And honestly, so you know how Pop used to say, I want to see some nasty? Yes. Clint Dempsey was the nasty for the U.S. men's national team. He would get in your fucking face. This guy was intense. He loved the sport. He loved what he did. He loved putting on that U.S. men's national jersey, having that crest on his chest, going out and making things happen. It, it was amazing to watch him. So these are just some of the honors that he's received from these different clubs. So New England Revolution, he was an MLS Cup runner-up in 05-06. So, I mean, he's taking teams deep into these playoffs yeah. anytime he gets there. Uh, for Fulham, he was the UEFA, uh, UEFA League runner-up in uh, 09 and 010. For the Seattle Sounders, he won the Shield with him in 14. He won the U.S. Open in 14. He also won the MLS Cup in 16 and was a runner-up in 17. So the last two years, they, he, he's been to the final stages of MLS soccer the last two years. I mean, it's this impressive. guy is incredible. That's impressive. Uh, the FIFA Confederations Cup runner-up in 09, the CONCACAFCA Gold Cup in 05, 07, 17, and the runner-up in 2011. So even in international tournaments, this guy takes teams far. Yeah. He's the guy that when you need a goal, when you need that late goal, when you need somebody to get dirty, when you need somebody to make a play happen. He's that guy. He was the guy to go and do it. Um, so just looking at the individual. So he was the full player of the season for the 10-11 and the 11-12. Um, again, not that long ago, this guy was the best guy on a team. Uh, the Confederations Cup bronze ball in 09. Uh, the Confederations Cup team of the tournament in 09 again. CONCACAF uh, uh, <laughs> Gold Cup top goal scorer in 15. He was the U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year in 07, 11, and 12. The Honda Player of the Year in 6, 11, and 12. He's made four MLS All-Stars. He made the Rookie of the Year in 04 and the MLS Comeback Player of the Year in 2017. He's also uh, the top scorer for Fulham for 10 and 11. It's quite the career, man. Like, this guy is huge for the MLS. And it's a huge turning point because, like I said, he was the face. Yeah. He was the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you think of MLS soccer, you think of Who was Clint the other Dempsey. guy? Who was the, um, the guy who was in the commercials with, uh, I think it was. You're talking about Landon Donovan? Thank you, sir. Thank I was you. like, yeah, he was another big one. Yeah. Landon Donovan did wonderful things. But when you think about, in my opinion at least, when yeah, you know, think yeah. about U.S. soccer, you think of Clint Dempsey. And the reason I like it so much is because this dude's out of Texas. Yeah. We're the football state. Nacogdoches, dude. Like, that's crazy to me to see yeah. him, to see this guy out of this town in Texas go on and be the face of soccer yeah. for the United States. So it's a huge thing that he's retiring. He's had a wonderful career. I give him all the credit in the world for leading everything that he, you know, giving us everything that he's given us. He's given us a heart and soul. Um, I re- <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Sorry, I'm, I just made something. I want you to see it. Dude! <laughs> the give me the key to the city? Oh, did I misspell it? Sorry. <laughs> You're saying they give me? That's awesome. That's hilarious, That's though. Right. I just peed on you. You made that? Yeah, I just made it. Sorry. That was really good, the, dude. I forgot the why. You're good. 
I was like, deep. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, I can't thank him enough for making soccer what it is in the United States. He's really brought a lot of popularity to the game and a lot of heart and a lot of hustle. Um, enjoy your retirement, big man. Both, man. Enjoy it. all you did. Enjoy yeah. Manu, enjoy Manu, your retirement. Enjoy You're not going to hear this, but... I mean, a hell of a career, man. Thank hell, you. Hell, if you do, though. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if, you, if you get that bored and you want to have an interview, <laughs> you let us know. We'll give be here. Give us 15, 20 minutes, man. That's all I need. Shoot, give me five. That's uh, Just let me look at you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You're Spurs royalty, bro. Dude. But, yeah, both guys, hell of a careers. Uh, enjoy retirement. Enjoy the time with your families. And, I mean. I was going to say, because Dempsey's got, I think, four kids with his wife. Does he? Yeah, wow. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of children. Yeah, he's got yeah. some things uh, he's got to take care of. Yeah. All right, so moving on here. Congrats to both those guys. Uh, amazing careers. But moving on here. Brother, what was your initial thoughts? I know you're busy right there, but what were your initial thoughts with the Colin Kaepernick thing? Like when it first happened or with the Nike thing? The Nike thing. Well, do an overall. Yeah, overall, real like, quick. Give us an overall. Of the whole kneeling situation. And, and then, then now moving this. into okay, cool. this. Um, from the beginning, I was like, okay, the protest is fine, but I wish he would have done it somewhere else. Like, somewhere else or what do you mean? Like, I wish he wouldn't have done it during an NFL football game. He has the popularity and the money to put together a proper protest rally somewhere. You know, maybe on the steps of, of City Hall or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it wouldn't have been such a blowback for him. Because I believe in his cause. You know, that's what America's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has the freedom to do that. We all have the freedom to do that in protest. Yes, we do. There have been protests throughout history. There have been wars. Yep. About the protest. About, about the, protest. the protest. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? God I say, forbid. I think the U.S. was even founded on... A war. A war based off of a protest. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like France. Yeah. You know? England. England. Sorry. You're England. They I mean, didn't we like... didn't like France. That's, right. I mean, you're right about that. <laughs> right. They didn't like England. So we've, we've killed people for it. Yeah. The Boston Tea Party... Martin Luther the King, the poor man was murdered. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, so so I I'm okay with him protesting. Right. You're just not okay with how he did it. I'm I'm kind of not okay with how he did it because because then it kind of takes away from the NFL. And the NFL is the NFL and I, I when I watch football, I want to watch football. I don't want to see your protest. I don't want to see all this other stuff. I think that's why most people are mad about it. Yeah, I think so too. And that's They're, you know, it's that's a my distraction. Point. Right. Along with so, what he thinks, along with what, you know, he thinks is um, people don't get it. But I think that's another big reason is because I've, I've talked to a few uh, friends just um, in general. And they're like, well, one main guy, really. I go to the, I go to the, and he, I go to the gym and uh, there's a small little store next to it. And the store owner, I talked to him a little bit about it. And he told me it's a distraction. He kind of just rubbed in the wrong way. And I feel like that's a, that's a situation for a lot of people. Like a lot of people just want to watch football. Right. And anything that causes a distraction, that's a major factor, you know? So, like I said, I wish he would have done it somewhere else. But he didn't do it somewhere else. He did it on on the NFL football field. So, okay. So, yeah, naturally people are going to get mad. Right. right? You're going to have people that support him. You're going to have people that that do not support him, obviously, with any protest. Right. So then, you know, all that happens and he doesn't get picked up and you hear it's because he's not a good player. Then you hear it's because... Uh, turned because, down a contract. Right. Turned down a contract, and then he's, it's, he didn't get picked up because of the protesting. Um, I think it's probably both. I think it's because he wasn't producing, and I think because the team, certain teams didn't want to take a chance on him. I mean, he was a pretty good quarterback. He got the team all the way to the uh, 
NFL championship game. Y- years before. Well, yeah. no, years but even before. still, I mean, it's not like he's a bad. And I would guarantee you, he's okay. He wasn't washed up. I could, yeah, I can name five quarterbacks off the top of my head right now that are starters or at least potential starters in the NFL. And that he's better than he him. is better than right. them. Name them. Right. No, we're not going to really, name them. Really? Right. Yeah. I was like, no, I no, can. You want to test me? That? <laughs> People know who they are. But anyway, so. So then getting to what happened now, Nike with the promotion. Mm-hmm. Nike knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are a humongous company. I mean, they can make mistakes, but I think, like you said, I don't think this doing. was a mistake I don't for think Nike. so either. This was so planned. Either. Yeah. They knew exactly what they're oh, doing. Yeah. had to have been planned. This is planned months in advance, dude. Uh, yeah. Right. This is probably planned years in advance. Because remember, they've had him signed on for a while now. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize And even then, Puma, Nike, or Adidas. All, like, they all wanted him, too. They yeah. wanted him There was bad. a bidding war. Yeah, literally. For, for Kaepernick. Yeah. So Nike drops this ad. Of course, people start burning Nike gear and blah, which blah, blah. they've already paid for. Which they've already paid for. <laughs> yeah. Big fucking Blah, book. blah, blah. Guess what? They people. Don't Doesn't Ni- matter. Nike is banking on you I was about to, say, to do that. Even if they've still dropped in stock, which they have. They did. They, they dropped have. in stock. They've dropped by about five, four, five. It's still, they're making more money than... You and it's I. It's Nike, will. bro. They yeah. make more money in a life. I just checked it right now. They just went up again. As of twelve twenty nine p.m. Eastern, uh, yeah. they just went up again. Yeah. So Nike knows what they are doing, and at the same time, Nike is showing their support for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And they're showing their well, support for his cause. for his cause. Right. For his cause. And they're showing the support for the people who believe in this cause, right. which is good too. Because, I mean, like I said. We're all Americans. We all have the right to do something like this. Yes. It's literally in our Constitution. It is. Love it or hate it. Right. If you hate it, maybe just don't pay attention to it. Or fight it, but fight it in a good way. Right. Don't go out and murder people. You don't need to burn shit. You don't need to riot. You don't need to loot. You don't need to go crazy about it. Go out and have a proper debate. Right. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. And I, I wonder how much of it is, is the people who don't like it, is they don't have the perspective of the people who Cap is kind of trying to stand up for. Mm -hmm. Because that's my biggest thing. He is a huge influential player on a huge, like, grand stand of the NFL. Millions and millions of people are going to see him. Yeah. So having him take that knee, which I agree, I'm not the biggest And to answer your question, I honestly don't know how I feel. I really don't. Uh, I... I, I I understand what he's doing. I understand that he's standing up for what he believes in. Um, I just don't like that he did it on a football field. The way he did it. Yeah. Right. And then, but I don't hate him. I don't hate the guy. No. Right. And I definitely don't think he was being, like, you know, disrespectful to the military and all this other stuff that right. people are saying. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like saying, right. you know... It doesn't Dude, if you watch his interviews, he's clearly said he has family and friends that, right. have, that like, have served in the military. When they start throwing that out there, the military did this for him and the military did that for them. I'm like, no, they didn't. They did it for the for their country. And right. apparently when he initially did the the protest, he had talked to someone in the mm-hmm. Navy. I was going to say he asked a buddy because he, originally yeah. he wanted to sit, just straight sit it out. Um, but the guy said, well, I would rather you take a knee. Yeah. And the and guy. Was, yeah. yeah. I and, did not know that. And his yeah. buddy that was in the Navy was like, no. Probably do it this way, you know. He and he didn't like say, "Well, oh, what the hell is your problem? Right. You're an American, blah blah blah." You know, I, 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 like I said, it doesn't really affect my life, right? So yeah. I really don't care all that much. Yeah, that's fair. 
I don't buy Nike gear in the first place because it's too expensive. <laughs> right? oh I don't care what stance they take. Right. You know what I mean? Not because they back Colin Kaepernick. Cause no. It's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. It I is go, stupid expensive, though. Yeah, it's dude, very expensive. I go to Marshall's and I look for the $6 t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I go to Walmart and look for the $6 Ross, t-shirts. <laughs> hey, Ross is good, Right, too. exactly. Yeah, true, true. You know, it's just... That's my stance is I, to be honest, I really, I, I, I really don't care. It right. doesn't affect my life directly. You know what I mean? It's fair. That's fair. So yeah, that's a good point. No, it's fair. Yeah. So I'm not going to lose sleep. <coughs> I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. And I don't feel strongly enough to go out and support or be on the opposite I'll side. Like to belittle. Right. Right. That's fair. You know what I mean? What about you? What do you think about these recent updates? Oh, man. I'm kind of in the same boat with brother. I, um, I'm not going to say I don't care. I, for me, I don't see why people have a problem with Nike for this. I, because I told, we were texting about this last night. The message is pretty simple. Believe in something. Even if it means sacrificing for some, even if it means sacrificing everything. But the first part of that is believe in something. It says it right on the ad, and I bet you every single human being on this planet has sacrificed something. Yeah. To, you know, for their beliefs or oh, yeah. to gain something. I would hope so. At yeah. Least. And we make a sacrifice. Why would you every day? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that he made... made a big sacrifice. Yeah. To in something that he believed in, which is very admirable. And they yeah. still signed him back, dude. He's he's not playing professionally, but he, you know. He's a spokesman. He's signed with Nike, so he's getting right. paid. But, I mean, it's not that I don't care, it, but it does not affect my life. Like you said, it's not going to affect my life. I'm still going to wear Nike. Send me hate mail. Stop listening to us if you want. I, I'm still going to wear I'm wearing Nike shoes. I'm wearing a Nike Hurley dry fit hat. I'm still going to wear Nike. I don't have a problem with Nike as a company. They're, like you said, they're... They're going to the, be fine. One of the biggest brands in the world, if not the biggest, they're not going to hurt from this. You say you're, you're you saying their quote, their stat, their um, what's it? What is their it? Stocks. Their stocks are going up and down, but they know what they're doing. You know, it. I mean, as but as a as a general kind of thing, I. It doesn't. It's not going. Like I said, it's not going to affect my life. I'm still going to wear Nike. I don't have a problem with the company. I don't have a problem with them backing him. He believes in something. Why? Like, as we live in this country, we're supposed to believe in stuff, you know? You know? Like, I... Sounds silly, but I believe in this podcast, so that's why I'm doing it, you know? I believe in what I do as a job because it's rewarding. Why shouldn't you have things that you believe in, you know? If you don't believe in stuff, then, you know, what? like, what are you doing? So... I was like, I, this just turned into a lesson on sports. <laughs> <laughs> Quick lessons learned segment. Like, like learn, yeah. Quick lessons learned segment. Yeah, it's... I think... I mean, I don't know why people are upset. And I wish people would email in and say why they're upset about this. People that are not okay with this. I think one of the things is... People are upset because it's easier to have a voice now. Because of the internet. And people are going to burn Nike gear and all this and that and the other. To get likes and to get followers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Oh, yeah. Because we live in a social media world. Right. You know? I also think... Do you think it's a status quo kind of thing? You know, people are... People want the status quo to be consistent, so to say. They want things... They're afraid Consistent of, with their beliefs. Yeah, with their beliefs. I was about to say, because... And people are... And it was, is it safe to say that people don't like change? Like, a lot of people don't like change. And so this causes change. This causes a steer in the pot. You know, is it safe to say that? 
The mass population loves disruption. I was about to say, I think we like chaos more than we like comfort on some level. Indiv- like, as an individual, I think we like comfort, but as a whole, I think we crave chaos. Oh, yeah. You know the mass population is not smart no. at all. Individually. Very intelligent. But as a whole, for whatever reason, we dumb down very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair. So I think to some level... That's why mass extinction is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> because human beings... We're not smart. Oh, no. As no. a mass are not. Yeah. And it's uh, it's science. Yeah. It's in a book. Yeah. It's in a book. It's in I read a book. It. You read it. I read it in a yeah. book. Well, I tried to read it. Yeah. But. I mean, to sum it up, I'm kind of with brother here. I, it's, I care and I don't care. It's not going to affect my life at all. Still gonna wear Nike. I don't have a problem with the company. I'm still gonna watch the NFL. I'm still gonna watch the NFL. Same. You know, I watch the NFL because I have it's it's fun. Because it's entertainment. It's right. yeah. It's, it's a distraction. It's, it's, it's entertainment. entertainment. It's distraction. I'm not gonna boycott like I you know like everybody else will. Or if like the, if the NFL was to disappear tomorrow, I'd be okay. Yeah. Same. I'd, live. I'd be Same. bored. I'd Same. be more bored. Yeah. But Same. I'd be okay. I'd be fine. Yeah. We'd heard a little on this podcast, but I mean, that's, right. yeah. Yeah, it is what it we, is. But something else would take its place, though. Yeah. That's the thing. If, yeah. if NFL went away, we'd find something else to do. Yeah. But as as a whole, like I said, I'm still going to wear Nike. I'm still going to, I mean, when I can. <laughs> I don't buy it. Like, I don't buy yeah. it as much because, expensive. like you said, it's expensive. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. But expensive. I don't have a problem with the company. I don't have a problem with them supporting him, signing him to a, or renewing his contract and, you know, making him the face of their 30th anniversary. It's just, it is what it is. Um, you either like it or you don't like it. That's right. It's me. That's, I don't know. What do you think? Bad press is still good press. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever way you want to look at it. So, okay. So, number one, I like the move by Nike. I think that they made an excellent move in for for themselves, for the marketing, for the understanding of kind of what's going on and what they're doing. I think I think they made the right move because um, not only did they sign him, they signed a few other guys, and it's all kind of along the same lines of do what you love, regardless of what happens. And Nike chose the, an, an excellent quote for the for yeah, promotion, which absolutely. was you know. Your belief, you sacrifice something. Right. Because Nike could have gone up and said, fuck you, NFL. But they did. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They said, you know, this is what this man is doing. We support people doing things like that. Because they're saying? allowed to. Right. They're he's allowed, allowed to. to do it. Right. Exactly. He can. Because he's an American. I think my biggest thing is I, 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 for the people who support it and the people who are against it, I think the biggest difference between those two is the perspective point. Um, I think for the people who who agree with Colin Kaepernick, they have had something happen in their lives, either to them, to somebody they know, somebody they love, a family member, a close friend. Um, and so they can, you know, commiserate with Colin Kaepernick. They appreciate him helping give them a voice when right. you know the individual might not be able to because he has the platform to do it correct and he's also said that he's doing it because he has the platform to do it he's speaking up for people that can't speak up right e- yeah even if they wanted to they couldn't they, couldn't. they just can't make a big enough splash exactly um again but i can i can absolutely understand on the flip side people who are against it because of their perspectives because maybe they have things that have happened in their life maybe they have friends or family and the military or the police force or any of these things. And so their perspective is different than somebody else's. 
So I would challenge all of our listeners and honestly everybody to try to truly understand the other side of the coin. Try to understand why somebody might disagree with what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Try to understand what their point of view is. And then on the flip side, try to understand why somebody would back them up. Because I I think the biggest issue, like I said, is just the perspective. You know what I'm saying? If you have, you know, so one of the things that he's been battling, you know, police brutality. If you have never had a negative encounter with the police, you're not going to understand some of the feelings and the emotions and the heartache and the hardships that happen to folks who have gone through something like this, people who have been wrongfully imprisoned, who have been harassed, who have been uh, beaten, and all, like, all the things that can happen to somebody, you might not understand that because you've never been in that position. You know what I'm saying? You've you know, maybe got a speeding ticket now and again, and you got pissy because you were going three over, and now you have like a $40 speeding ticket, but you don't truly understand... Um, the reason that he's doing these things. You're not understanding why it's important for somebody to be saying these things, you know? Right. So I would, I would really challenge everybody to go out and not argue with somebody. I did not say go out and start a fight. I said go out and just try to understand. Be open-minded enough to listen to what the other person has to say to try to truly get their point of view. And I think everybody will have a little bit of a different point of view because everybody's lives are very different. Everybody has different ways of processing information. So you might talk to one gentleman and his idea of what Colin Kaepernick is doing is good for this reason. And you might talk to another guy who thinks Cap is doing well, but for a totally different reason. I think one of the things that gets mixed up is some of the reasons why Cap is doing what he's doing. And I think it's because, like you said, of how he approached what he's doing. I, I agree with you. Maybe kneeling during the anthem and at the flag might not have been the necessarily the 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 best way to go about it just because of the the repercussions of his actions but i will say that if he's trying to make a statement he he did it the right way oh dude right he made it yeah you know what i'm saying everybody and their mom is talking about this right now the president of the united states who has things who are way more important Mm -hmm. than what colin kaepernick (laughs) is doing is still fucking talking about it yeah like that's how that's how far reaching this is i mean you have from the reddest of necks in Alabama to the pottiest of heads out in Washington to the president of the United States, all talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't care about football, even if you're not a fan, even if you're not a sports person, you've still heard about it. You still know about it, and you still have an opinion. So overall, I like what Cap is doing. I don't necessarily agree with how he did it. But the biggest thing that I challenge all of our listeners to do is go and talk to the people around you and really try to learn and understand why it can be good and bad on both sides of the yeah. you know. Very fair. Very fair. That's how I feel about it. Yep. Go talk I think to a lot of it has to do with the point that you said that everybody's story is different. Everybody's <laughs> raised differently. Everybody is brought up differently. So that has a lot to do with it. I, I mean, I'm not going to go into much more detail, but I think it's, yeah, some perspective. And mm-hmm. I think it's also, um, well, I don't want to, 
Well, because, like, for instance, I've worked with a lot of police officers. I used to work for a company in Colorado that had a lot of ex-police members. And what they would do for this company is they would teach you, um, they call it, like, the laws of escalation. And so, basically, it was this little chart that said, you know, if it's like this, this is how you should act. If it's here, this is how you should act. If it's here, this is how you should act. And you have to understand that being a police officer is life and death on some level. It is. You know what I'm saying? So, you have to really be aware of how things are escalating. So I can understand why some things may be taken positively and negatively in that regard. You know what I'm saying? So I can see why some people are all for, or don't think that there has been any police brutality. And I can see why some people think there has been. Again, it's just a perspective thing. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think we'll ever truly know. You know what I'm saying? Because everything that we see is video clips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened before that. We don't know what happened after that. We weren't there. We oh, didn't yeah. see. That's the huge problem of social media is people post about people post, you know, videos and interactions all the time. Like I saw one the other day. It was um it was it was showing br- police brutality or mm-hmm. what, you know, the the peop- the person that was filming it wanted to show police brutality, but it was like less than thirty seconds. Right. And I was like, Okay, but Yes, you're showing a cop beat up someone, but you're not showing... What happened before that? You're, exactly. Well, you're not showing, like, what led to that. You're right. not showing, you know... And now I feel like every time there's a police officer doing anything, there's, like, eight people videotaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got to be hard yeah. to be under that kind of scrutiny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. A lot of different ways to go on that, but, yeah. It's... And for all you listeners out there, tell us what you think. I'm really curious. Good, bad, if you're for it, if you're against it, I'm still curious. I want to know what your side of the story is. Much like I said, go and talk to somebody about yeah. this. Learn different perspectives. I want to know those perspectives, too. And I would like it from our listeners. I want to know what you guys think. What's the email, brother? Double A. Double is spelled out. D-O-U-B-L-E. <laughs> a. Sports show at gmail.com. Yeah. Feel free to write in. I mean, like I said, we're gonna we'll read it on the show if we if you, if you want us to. If you don't want us to read it on the show and if you just want us to write in, be clear about that. That's but totally fine. Let us know what you think. We're trying to make this a community thing. You know, it's this is the this is the point of a podcast is to make it a community thing because you give us your time. We appreciate it. So I mean if you want to interact with us, this is a good way to do it. So don't let be us know. you know, don't be scared. i you know, I have podcasts that I listen to that I write into all the time because I have opinions on shit that they talk about. So it's you know, don't be afraid. You know, we're we're your friends. You know, it's or we're friendly not your neighborhood sports podcast. Friendly neighborhood sports podcast. Yeah, sports podcast. You know, it's yay I'm, sports. Yay sports. So good. Okay, moving on here. Which division are you doing? Um. So for our final division, this is it, man. This is it. This is it. Last one before football starts. All there the fantasy drafts are all. Locked in now, and uh, we are doing the AFC West. Uh, so for those of you who are not really familiar with a lot of the uh, the uh, divisions here, we're looking at the AFC West, which is home of the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Oakland Gruden Raiders. I don't think the Oakland's going to get any Gruder than this. So anyway, so we're looking at some of the stats. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a nice attempt at Thank a chat joke there, dude. <laughs> Bro, I'm all about the dad joke. So let's look at the. Uh, we're gonna look at these guys. We're gonna start with the Denver Broncos, um, because in my opinion, right now, I think the Broncos are probably the most improved team in this division. So last year they didn't do super super great. Um, I think they finished maybe second or third, um, maybe even fourth. I'm not entirely sure to be honest, because they were that, you know, 
meh last year. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think they are one of the most improved teams this year. Um, so they have signed uh, cornerback Adam Joseph. Some of the transactions, they signed Adam Jones, which I thought was a pretty good pickup for them. Um, named DeMarcus Ware a part-time pass rushing console, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, they signed quarterback Nick Stevens, who actually uh, played for Colorado State University in Fort Collins, which is the town that I lived in when I was living up there. Uh, they also, of course, uh, picked up their new quarterback. Uh, they are looking at Case Keenum behind uh, behind the, uh, the, the helm there, and they also cut Paxton Lynch, which I think made them a better team. <laughs> Um, they have a couple of really good running backs. They have Booker, they have Freeman, they have Henderson. Um, of course, they have Sanders on the uh, end there. They have uh, Butt for the tight end, um, which is hilarious, by the way. It is. Uh, the tight end, Butt. Um, and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they have Thomas on the other side as well. Um, so they're looking pretty good. I think the big thing about this team is their defense, of course, uh, with uh, Bradley Chubb as an outside linebacker, Von Miller as a linebacker, Marshall. Um, as that linebacker, too, they have Harris Jr., they have Roby, uh, Simmons, and Stewart making up some of those uh, cornerbacks and safety positions. Uh, and then, of course, you have McDonald, Pecco, and Wolf on the line spots. Um, just kind of looking at the schedule, again, I'll just make this kind of brief just, you know, to see where they're going. I see them going somewhere in the ballpark of 9-7. and seven, Okay. Which is a pretty big improvement from what they did last year. Yeah, uh, I think they're a solid team. I think that defense is really going to help them. Um, I think that that defense is going to be able to hold a lot of the teams that they play this year enough that Case Keenum can do some damage with some of those receivers. Uh-huh. Um, I think that they will play well enough, consistently enough, uh, especially with that defensive-minded head coach, to allow them to win ball games, even if they're not blowing folks out. I think they'll still win more. Um, like I said, I can see them beating the Jets. I can see them beating Arizona. I can see them beating Houston, Los Angeles, Cincinnati, San Fran, Cleveland. Like, I can see them winning more games than they did last year solely because of the upgrades on offense and because of how good their defense has been and will be. Um, I think, you know, when they took uh, Chubb in the first round, I think that was I think that was huge for them because now you have two of the arguably going to be the best pass rushers in the NFL right now in Miller and Chubb. And, of course, Von Miller. Sorry, I'm trying not to distract you. You're good. <laughs> we all know him. We all love him. Bryce Miller. Um, not Bryce Miller. Who am I talking about? Sorry. Uh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Uh, I was reading. Anyway. Bryce and Von, yeah. Yeah. yeah we so, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Bradley Chubb, the DN out of North Carolina State, looking at that outside linebacker and pass rush position. I think that's going to be a huge pickup for them. I think that's really going to put their defense over the top. So, I'm really excited to see how they do this year, but I'm calling somewhere in the ballpark of 9-7. and seven. Gotcha. The Chiefs? The Chiefs. So this one is actually really interesting for me. Patrick Mahomes is now going to be the starting quarterback in Kansas City, which is cool for me because – so he came out of uh, Texas Tech. Um, so he's you know he's a Texas boy. But he is with arguably one of the best coaches to help a young quarterback really develop in Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a quarterback coach. He knows how to make quarterbacks better players. He did it with Donovan McNabb. He, he's done it everywhere. I mean, Donovan McNabb was a talent already, but I think he took him over the top. I think he put him better than what he would have been maybe had he not had a quarterback like Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows how to run an offense. Does Andy Reid know how to win the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so some of their transactions, they've released a lot of guys. They, they've made a lot of – Interesting moves. Uh, they had Daryl Revis, uh, which he announced his retirement. Um, 
I must say they haven't really made a whole whole lot of crazy crazy stuff. They picked up a lot of defensive players and some offensive linemen as well. Um, so not a whole whole lot to talk about in my opinion at least. So looking at the depth chart, Patrick Mahomes uh, is looking at taking number one. They have Tyreek Hill as a receiver, uh, Watkins on the other receiver, uh, and then they have of course that big tight end Kelsey, who is just a fantasy stud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying this guy's going to put up points, and then Kareem Hunt, arguably in my opinion, top three top five running backs in the league right now again if you're a fantasy guy he's going to be a good one to pick up but again it's interesting because Patrick Mahomes was under Alex Smith for the past couple years and now Alex Smith went on to Washington so he's going to be the starter there so Patrick Mahomes now has his chance at being the starter and I think he's going to do well this dude's got a cannon he comes from an air raid offense I think he's going to do really well how well I'm curious to see yeah just because I want to see how Kansas City is going to use him, how they're going to utilize his talent, how they're going to make him a better quarterback and a better player. But regardless, I think this team is going to do well. Um, I can actually see Kansas City taking this division. I think they're going to go maybe like 10 and 6, maybe even 11 and 5. Wow. Um, a lot of people might not necessarily agree with me. That's okay. But I, I believe in this team right now. Send them hate mail. Oh, shoot. Yeah, send me hate mail. But I believe in this team right now. I think that they have a solid defense. Uh, I think with... Ford, uh, Raglan, Hitchens, and Hudson out there. And Hudson is huge. I mean, he is a huge guy for that. The Von Miller type of guy. Um, and then, of course, you have Williams, Bailey, and Jones on that um, that front three right there. They have Fuller, Barry. Um, again, Barry's huge. Uh, Sorensen and then Nelson in the, in, the, uh, in the safety positions and corner positions there. So their defense, excellent. Yeah. Their offense, excellent. Some really great pieces in there. Their coaching staff, excellent. So I think I think this is going to be Kansas City's year to take this uh, take this division, in my opinion. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm going ten. Let's go ten and six. We'll go ten and six. That's okay. fair, dude. That's fair. Los Chargers. Los Chargers. The current Los Angeles Chargers, no longer San Diego. Yeah. No longer San Diego. And they're getting they're a Los badass Angeles new stadium. Fans. Yeah, they are. Oh my god. god. If you guys haven't seen the new stadium, it is. It's out of this world. With the, the plans for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. If it's you've seen the plans built for right it, now. it's out of this world. Yeah. So Los Angeles Chargers, another excellent team. Um, Going to be a really good one to watch. Uh, so, again, they've made some good signs. They signed in to tight end Thomas to the practice squad, which I think will help. They re-signed Antonio Gates to a one-year contract, which was huge. Um, and see, they t- uh, signed running back Terrell Watson, which I thought was really good as well. Signed a couple of uh, linebackers. They signed Kyle Col- uh, Coleman. Um Let's see. Again, sign some guards, sign some offensive linemen. So, again, nothing too too crazy in their book. Um, they signed another tight end in Roberts, uh, Austin Roberts. Um, and, then of course, they signed uh, Liggins as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, agreed to terms with quarterback Geno for a one-year contract, which, <laughs> why? But, anyway, just my opinion. <laughs> So, of course, they have Rivers at the helm. Uh, they have Vernon Green uh, as a tight end. Or V. Green, sorry, not Vernon Green. But, uh, and then they have Allen as a receiver, huge guy for them. Uh, Williams and then Benjamin for the other receivers. Uh, Gordon in the backfield, excellent running back out of Wisconsin. Uh, good line. Rivers is one of those guys that can extend plays, and he's a, he, they, he knows how to manage a game. Okay. I think, in my opinion, if Los Angeles had the perfect game, it would end like 14-3, to three, maybe 7-3. to three. They won't. I mean, they're going to score, but their whole thing is they want to run the clock out. Yeah. They don't want too many possessions on either side of the ball. So I think, you know, if they get ahead early, excellent, they can maintain that. 
And even then, that's kind of how their season goes. If they can main, if they can get out, if they can break that slump or the break the tradition of having that really terrible start, which usually they do, they start off like zero and four almost every season. It feels like. Yeah. I think they could actually go on to win this division. I think they could be a dark horse in the playoffs. I can't trust them not to lose those first four games, though. They tend to do that. So right now with the Chargers, because I'm not yet a believer, maybe next year if they do well this year, I'll start to believe a little bit more in them. I see them going somewhere in the ballpark of like eight and eight. Okay. Maybe finishing like third. Like not, the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, kind of like the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, to, my, to my Cowboy buddies out there, I love I you know. guys. You know I'm I love so you guys. sorry. I'm so sorry. I love Cowboy fans, I, dude. I, I, I love Cowboy fans, There dude. is no more loyal person. Oh, yeah. Two of, my, two of my very good friends that I love dearly, you, know, you guys know who you are out there if you're listening, are huge Cowboy fans. And I just... But as a Cowboy fan in general, I, there's... They're so positive. They try to always stay positive and right. optimistic, and it's it's hilarious. Right? I, yeah. I lo- Every run of plus ten yards, the Cowboys are making the Super Bowl. Oh, dude. You know what I'm saying? Why I, the hell did they get rid of Dan Bailey? Honestly, I have not a clue. Because Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys. Jerry Jones needs to die, dude. Like he needs to. Pass he doesn't need away to die. He just needs yeah. to get out. Of, he just needs to get out of his own way. Either way. I mean, either way. He needs to not. I've been saying it for years, dude. I mean, it's, it's the problem isn't on the field. The problem is in the in the front desk, in the yeah. front office. Yeah. I don't even know about their coaching staff necessarily. Co- a lot of people, a lot of people are saying is since they released, since they lost Dez, they lost um, Witten, and they just released Dan Bailey. Is Jason Garrett's line job on the line now? Very well, maybe. I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but they've said that Jason Garrett's been a puppet for so long. That's why he's still there. He's he's if he was a coach anywhere else, he probably wouldn't have even gotten the job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bad coach. But I agree. I mean, I think he's just a figurehead, more or less. I'm not so sure how many of the calls that he makes are his. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Um, releasing the second best NFL kicker in history. I mean, that's a bold strategy. But let's see how it pays off. Oh, and by the way, it was Virgil Green, not Vernon Green. Earlier, I said Vernon Green for the tight end. Yeah, I forgive you. I was thinking of somebody else. I, I was thinking you. of Vernon Davis. But anyway. Yeah. Cool. So there are your stats for the Los Angeles Chargers, which is still kind of weird to say. So now looking at the Oakland Raiders, uh, wrapping this one up, I have not a clue how the Oakland is going to do. I really do not. Uh, even my best guesses are not going to be very good because of a brand-new coach who's been out of the game for – and the transaction, a while the not. huge transaction that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I mean, getting rid of... Is Derek Carr back? Derek Carr is back. Yeah, he's back, which is good for them. Um, that's, that's I like a, that they signed... It's a, a good sign. Rodgers Cromartie. That's a good pickup for their defense there. Um, they signed a lot of O-line. They signed uh, James Butler, a running back. Um, they waived Christian Hackenberg, which is good because he's trash. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, it's just interesting how how much that this team has done. I think they've been one of the most active off-season teams as far as transaction goes in the league. I mean, there are more than I'd like to even read out loud. But again, the highlights for me is traded Khalil Mack for a 2020 second round and a 2020 conditional fifth round draft picks to the Chicago Bears for a uh, so it's Mack and those for a 2019 first round, sixth round draft pick, a 2020 first round and third round draft pick. And they also signed A.J. McCarron for some reason. They signed A.J. McCarron? Yeah, I don't know if they want to lose or <laughs> what. 
If they're like, you know what, guys, we've been pretty good for a couple years. Let's just tank. Let's just fuck this up completely. Go back to the old Raider way. And uh, <laughs> we'll jump back into winning maybe in the next five years. I have a 10-year contract, so I don't, I'm don't. i not going anywhere. This is what John Gruden talking, by the way. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to fuck shit up, and then we're going to get better, so it's going to make me look good. <laughs> I think that's his game plan. Start expectations low and then get better. You know what I'm saying? Don't start expectations high and then meet right. him because nobody gets excited for that. Yeah, I can get behind that. He's got right? a 10-year contract? Yeah, it's insane. What? 100 mil. Uh, yeah, 10 years, 100 mil. It's, 100 mil, bro. Oh, my good God. So kind of looking at their... Uh, they're set up here. I like Jordy Nelson with Derek Carr. Jordy Nelson? Jordy what? Nelson plays for the Raiders. I like Amari Cooper. I like Cook as a tight end. Uh, I like Marshawn Lynch in the running back and Doug Martin in the running back. Beast I think mode. that's going to be a pretty good one-two combo. Uh, Derek Carr and EJ Manuel, not a bad combo. And I think they have a one of the better offensive lines in the game right now. So with their 4-3 defense and no longer having fucking Khalil Mack, dude, I don't... Anyway. So you're looking at... Uh, you know, Irvin, Ellis, Hurst, they're probably going to have Key as that left defensive end right now. Um, they have Morrow, Johnson, and Whitehead as linebackers, looks like at least. Uh, and then a pretty decent um, safety there again with Cromartie on there. Um, it's just tough to make this call. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I can see them winning maybe seven games, maybe Miss, seven and nine. Let me see real quick. Here. Maybe six and ten. Let me make an uneducated. Um, so they play Los Angeles guess. first at home. They're going to lose that game. They play at Denver. They're going to lose that game. They play at Miami. They might win that game. They play versus Cleveland. They'll lose. That's a loss. Against Cleveland? I'm going to make a bold statement and say yes. Maybe. They play at Los Angeles, lose. The they Browns play- are going to win some games this year. I agree with that. The Browns are going to win some with games that. this year. And that might be one of them. You know, I can see them beating Arizona in Arizona. Uh, I can see them beating Cincinnati. I can see them maybe taking one from the Chargers, maybe even two. I see them beating Miami. I I don't know. I'm going like six and ten, maybe even five and eleven. Very fair. I just I can't. I do not know what Gruden's going to do. I do not know why they traded all of their good defensive players. I don't get it. Hey, when you want to lose, you want to lose. Right? Yeah, hey, I guess so, man. I, mean, I it's anyway. By the way, I love Hard Knocks, dude. I, I this is my first. I was about actual, to say it's finishing up. This though, right? is actually my first year, like truly watching it because of the show and because of you know, yeah, just in general. It's a but great show. It's a great show, dude. I love, I love that show. Man. I haven't. I missed last night's episode. I forgot about it, yeah. but uh, I need to go back and watch it tonight. I will. They f- were talking about it on Skip and Shannon this morning, and. It was basically like they didn't know if they were doing it for the cameras or what, but they pulled in Baker Mayfield and they pulled in the uh, the third string quarterback, and the coach was like, "Just want you guys to hear it from my mouth, Baker, you're our second stringer." And oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. You're gonna be our third stringer. Roden? Ba- Roden. Yeah, Roden. What is it? Ah, uh, man, what is it? Anyway, Baker, Roden. Hold yeah. on, let me get it real quick. Baker, you're my second string guy. I just want you to know that you earned it. You've been fighting for it. Blah blah blah. And Skip and Shannon were like, "What?" You're pulling him in to tell him he's the second-string quarterback? He's a first-round draft pick. Of course he knows. You know what I mean? Well, if anything, he was competing He was competing to get the, the starting job. So that's they were, they were talking about that on Skip and Shannon this morning. Oh, Stanton. It was probably Stanton? Stanton. Yeah. yeah. They, don't have the, they don't have the fourth guy on there. But his, I, his name is like... Bo something. It's similar to Rogan, but it's not. It's Roden... Bro, Rod- Bro, Brobeck. Or Brobeck. There you go. Brobeck. Something. Sorry. Something like there you yeah. go. 
I don't think that guy even got any reps in. I don't even no, know why he, he had, even no. had him at the at the camp. No, he didn't. But anyway, hey, but go Browns, man. I'm I'm I think the Browns are going to be pretty good this year. I, I really do too. They look I, really, I really good. do too. I, I ten and six. I I, I said ten and six in a playoff team maybe. Yeah, we did a previous absolutely. segment on like one of the first episodes, that we, and he said which and it, which professional team would you get rid of? And I actually said the Browns, but. Hey, go Browns, man. Not this year. Not this year. Say, you know who I want to get rid of this year for some reason? Because I don't know what. The Dolphins, bro. <laughs> They're trash and been trash. <laughs> like, they got a nice new stadium, though. Yeah, that sucks, though. Because that means they're going to be around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a professional football team, so they're not going anywhere. You know? Right. They're at least, yeah. All right. We moving on? Yeah, man, that was the end of uh. That was a congrats, man. Thanks, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I really am Finishing proud of you. Finishing out a segment. Yeah, dude. Finishing out a segment. That was fun. And then on to a, a new segment. Yeah, hopefully. Which um, will be fun. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, to finish up the NFL, hopefully in the next few weeks, in the next few episodes, we can get our good buddy Marcus on. He's a how many how many leagues is he in, bro? He's in like five. I think this year he's in four. Four? <laughs> yeah, I think he's in four leagues. Oh, man. That's a lot of leagues. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're hoping to get him on to talk some NFL fantasy with us. So probably say, This pro- is my first year doing NFL fantasy. Yeah, tell us so, about it. How do you... Not bad, actually. So uh, in the first week, I actually have the highest projected points total. Yeah, dude. Um, Brother, this guy in his first NFL draft, and his first NFL fantasy draft, pick up, guess who is number one into number two quarterbacks? Ooh, number one quarterback, Tom Brady. Yes. Boom. What? Good guess. <laughs> Guess who's number, number two? Guess who's number two? Number two quarterback? Aaron Rodgers? No. no I okay, wish. hold on. Uh, number two quarterback. Number two quarterback. He's in the two NFC. Quarterback. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> like number, words. Yeah. Words. <laughs> word, don't you word at me? Um, <laughs> Dak. No. Oh, I'm oh wait, wait. That. Jimmy G. No. no. That'd have been a good one though. Oh, the cu- cousin. No. First cousins. No. No, that's hilarious. Uh, I'm sure every Alabama fan knows their first cousin real well. <laughs> Oh, Drew Breesy. No. no, I wish though. I tried to pick him up. Uh, no, Roethlisberger. Roth the Roth Big yeah, Ben. Big, big ben. fucking Ben. Bro. Your quarterbacks are Tom Brady <laughs> and, and Big, big Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> how does that? How does that happen? Bro, I don't even know how this happened. Okay, so let me tell you my lineup. I don't know how well you know all of the guys. So here's my starting. So I have Tom Brady as my quarterback, Alvin Kamara as my running back out of New Orleans. Uh, Alex Collins out of Baltimore, my other running back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the receiver from Houston. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, the wide receiver for uh, Green Bay. And then uh, Demarius Thomas, the wide receiver from uh, the Broncos. So all these guys put up merits. I have Zach Ertz uh, as my tight end. That's from, not bad. No, dude. No, He's looking bad. at 10 points this first one. That's not bad at all. Uh, Golden Tate is my flex player. Okay. Uh, which I'm super proud of. I have the uh, Vikings defense. There you go. The purple people eaters. There you go. Get at what? Me. Yeah. The purple people eaters. Oh, I man. don't know how. And then I have uh, Gotkowski for uh, my kicker from New England. Yeah. And I mean, he's they score like 30, 40 points a game. He's going to kick. Oh, he's going to kick. A lot. So on my bench, I have um, Ben Roethlisberger. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Rex Burkhead, running back out of New England. I have Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver from the Giants. Uh, Crowder, wide receiver from the Giants. Doyle, uh, the tight end for. Um, Indian, uh, Indianapolis, which I think will be huge because all they have is T.Y. Hilton and Doyle, and I think uh, because of the system that Luck played in in college, he likes throwing it to his tight end, so I think okay. that'll be good. Uh, Kenny Stills out of Miami, their okay. best wide receiver left, and then uh, Johnson, the running back out of Detroit. 
So yeah, and uh, my name, my fantasy name, because I have a uh, Zach Ertz is hit him where it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, my first round, I'm looking at about 128 points. Um, Good luck with that, man. Thanks, man. Again, Good luck I'm with that. Pretty excited about. Hopefully, it. and or maybe, maybe, hopefully, maybe I don't know. Whatever. Next year or so, we can do an A and A. And that's what I was thinking about. I was like, if we get enough listeners who are down for something like that, I would love to make an A and A fantasy draft. Hey, have at it, dude. How about it? I'll play. Not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll yeah, play. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just know football, so yeah. I just picked guys. Yeah, just say. Yeah, I think I got some pretty good steals in that draft. But anywho. For our NFL listeners, next year we will probably be doing a fantasy, uh, ANA fantasy league, and yeah, we'll have fun with it. So get ready for that. But um, get your bodies ready. On to the uh, other mo- more popular. That's like our newest segment. Profession in uh, sporting league. The NBA. Do you want? How do you want to do this? Do you want to do this like we like you were doing it, or? Yeah, I was about to say we can do it just kind of how we've been doing it, just kind of going and. Do you want to do it by division, or do you want to do it by conference? Let's do this first. Let's just go over the general. Okay. Let's go over both conferences, where we think they're going to land, who we think is going to make the playoffs, and our way too early playoff predictions. Okay. Then next week, we'll start getting into maybe some of the more precise. Because I want to go over the general of this. Because there's been a lot of changes in the NBA in this offseason. Well, go ahead. Shoot first. Okay. So, welcome, everybody, to NBA Predictions. NBA. With Alex, Anthony, and Rocco. Yeah. So, let's look at the let's look at the East, because there's really only, like, three or four teams that we need to talk about right now. Um, pretty much the rest of the East is, is trash. I don't really care about who's coming out of where. Um, but looking at the East, the big names that we have right now are, of course, the Boston Celtics, uh, the 76ers, and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you can throw in teams like the Bucks, the Pacers, um, the Cavs, even though they're going to be hurting, and then of course the Washington Wizards. Right now, after all the, ch- I'm sorry, I know I no, no, you're YouTuber. good. I was like, go. Right now, as of right now, with all the transactions that have been made, I say it's Boston, Philly, Raptors, one, two, three, and then everybody else kind of just falls in line. Just right out of the gate, that's how. So I see So you it. have the Raptors behind the 76ers? I do. Even with Kawhi and. I do. Danny Green and all that? Well. And they just picked up. Philly gained some experience this past year. So I think that'll help. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my only problem. Okay. So here's my big thing. What is Boston going to do with all the talent that they have that they can't play right now? Gordon Hayward's coming back. I know. But Tatum is just going to sit on your bench like that? He's going to lose his flame. I think the reason he was so good last year is because he got to play. We'll see, man. Way too early, but we'll just, see. I'm really curious. Yeah. So I think okay. So what is it? Top six make the playoffs. Top eight. Top eight. Okay. We Bo- started an all sports podcast, and you <laughs> really, bro? Okay. You want to talk football real quick? No. Yeah. No, no. That's, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I found out the other day that uh, there's 53 guys on the roster for an NFL team. Yeah, so I'm proud of you're that. You're welcome for that. Thank you. I had to tell you that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure there's like 12 that play on the NBA roster. <laughs> 15. I know. I'm just giving you yeah. shit. But anyway, okay. Well, Let's you can see. have 15 guys signed. Doesn't mean you have to. Right. Yeah. So I'm going <coughs> Celtics, Toronto, 76ers. Okay. Um, for my top three. And then I'm going to put in Bucks, Pacers, Cleveland, Heat, Wizards. 
That's fair. Very fair. Okay. I think that's kind of how that's going to go. Again, because I think the big thing is Toronto picked up a really good player in Kawhi Leonard. If he'll play. If he'll play. And I think they got a really good coach as well. I think they got the coach from the Pistons. Yeah. Um, which I still don't understand why they fired the coach that they had. Because they can't win? Because he can't beat LeBron? That's not – I mean – professional sports man but he is picking them to the highest levels of the game i get it you know I, I get it if you if i was in the front office he would still be there i yeah, get it I, I i just don't understand that but i'm not smart enough to do to be there so yeah. yeah brother i know you have no clue but toronto boston and philly one two three um boston philly toronto boston philly toronto okay yeah. fair enough okay let's go into those three Let's hit those three real quick. Okay. Let's I mean, that. yes, Toronto's going to be good, but, I mean, nobody really knows about Kawhi. Nobody, I mean, the dude hasn't said anything besides the thank you letter that he wrote to San Antonio. Right. Is you everybody know? coming back from Boston? Yes. Yeah. Is everybody coming back from 76ers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boston, 76ers. So here Toronto. is the projected uh, depth uh, chart and starting rotation for the Toronto Raptors. Point guard, they have Kevin Lowry. Excellent. Shooting guard, Danny Green. Excellent. Uh, forward. Is, is he, though? Danny Green? Is he? I think he's probably better than C.J. Miles. Okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they have Serge Ibaka. No, I Ibaka. love Danny Green. I, just, I know you said recently that. He's a streaky. He's streaky. No, he is. I'm not denying that. But he's I think he's probably a better defender than Miles will be. I think those two will probably change out a far. lot. You know what I'm saying? He's a very, very underrated defensive player. I, and I never understood the hate that he got here in San Antonio. Never understood it. Because he's not consistent. He, he, they play him for what he does on defense. Everybody knows Pop plays everybody for the, what they do on defense. But the, besides the point. Sorry, continue. Anyway. So, Sergi Baca, power forward. They have Kawhi Leonard at the SF spot. And then as the as center goes, they have Greg Malone. But uh, they have Jonas Villacanias. V-A-L-A-N-C-I-U-N-A-S. Okay. <laughs> Let's just call him Jonas B. Sweet. Joni B. Yeah. So Joni B is center. Um, I mean, this it theoretically, that's a that's a pretty good team. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. looks like they're really guard heavy. Um, so it looks like they're which I mean they've been guard heavy for a while now. Yeah. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting. I mean, of course they're gonna play the 82. I see them making the third spot. See them making third, maybe second. Okay. But anyway. very fair. See, I think they're going to do well this year. I, as long as Kawhi Leonard plays, I think they're going to do well this year. If he does play, yeah. If he does play. And then, of course, you have uh, Boston out there who's got talent for just days. Dude, it's insane. Yeah, they're coming out of the East, dude. Oh, yeah. So they have Tatum. Looks like they're starting power forward right now. Morris is their backup. They have uh, Jalen Brown as the shooting guard right by, or right ahead of Marcus Smart. Um, Kyrie Irving right ahead of Roser. Uh, Gordon Hayward is up there, and they have Al Hartford and Aaron Baines. They win. They win. They're going to win this. Yeah. Not a question. Yeah, everybody can stay healthy. Brad Stevens is arguably one. Even if they can stay healthy, Brad Stevens is probably the best coach in the NBA right now. Wh- yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Okay. Gonna... You lost one of your stars for the entire year. You have two freshmen on board, and you make it to one game away from the NBA playoffs? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Pop. Sorry, you are talking about Brad Stevens. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, 
you want to tell me that's not he argued it's that, impressive dude it's very impressive i'm telling you i think and you can hate me for this at this moment right meow not of all time but right meow right meow in a seven game series i think brad stevens is a better coach Brad Stevens could could be a better coach than Popovich. Okay. I'm not saying overall. Okay. I think overall, Pop is a better coach. But right now, if you went Spurs and you went Celtics, Celtics and five. Five? Yeah, I would go Celtics and wow. five. Six at most. Both statement. Okay. Doesn't get to seven. And I love my Spurs. I really do. Yeah. But the talent and the level of coaching that Boston has, I think is unmatched right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're taking Rosier to the NBA playoffs and succeeding because Kyrie Irving is hurt. You have a guy whose last name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> I really can't. Ojele. With who? Uh, o J E L E Y E. Jele. Oh right. yeah, uh, yeah. I can't pronounce that either. Yeah. Ojele. Yeah, Ojele. I, I just I hate butchering last names. That's yeah, okay. No worries. But I mean, again, Tatum was a rookie last year. I mean, you're you're one game away from winning it all. Yeah. With but the other guys. team has LeBron on it, yeah. Right, but LeBron has, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're a little healthier. Yeah. That's fair, dude. Okay, then that's very, okay. Fair. I think he might be the best. Fair statement. But anyway, that's why. So, yeah, Celtics coming out of this division, not a question asked. What do you think the Celtics are going to do? That's my big question. Or no, the Celtics, excuse me, Cavaliers. Cavaliers? Yeah. Ooh. Nothing. Right? Well, I, they don't, I don't make the playoffs. I'm telling you that right now. You don't think they make the playoffs? Okay, who makes the playoffs for you then? Oh, man. In, the, er, in, in, in that conference, who, who makes the playoffs? Well. Pistons just lost their coach, even though they did pick up, uh, well, what's his name? Okay, if the Cavs do make Blake the Griffin. playoffs, they make. Like eight. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. They, yeah I'm not saying they're going to do well. They barely get in. Um, but Lou's a pretty good coach. I mean, he's not. Great, I can see the Pacers, yeah, the Bucks, yeah, uh, Wizards, yeah, um, Toronto, Celtics, 76ers. Oh, I'm just going four through eight, yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Pacers, Heat, Bucks, Wizards, uh, and then Cavs maybe beat it. Cavs, yeah, maybe make the AFC. Yeah, because I don't see Chicago doing very well. I think no. they were last in their division. Detroit just, they're, they're... They lost their coach. They're an up-and-coming team, but not yet. Yeah. Hawks, no. Charlotte, maybe. Charlotte could make a pretty good push. I mean, Kimba Walker out there, like, yeah. I think Kimba Walker's probably the most underrated player in the NBA right now. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest. If you look at their depth chart, it's not the worst. They have uh, Batum, Kimba Walker, uh, Kid Gurley, Cody Ziegler, Marvin Williams. Like, I, I mean... They have a pretty good little lineup there. I think they did well last year. But anyway, Anyways. so yeah, that'll be fun. Moving on to the West. No, let's get on into uh, top five outfielders. Okay. okay. I'm kind of excited for that one. All right. Okay. So are we doing by position or because I did just as a whole, like you were saying last night? Uh, yeah, we're just going to do it as a whole. Okay, as a whole. So, brother, I know you have no idea who the outfielders are. No. Okay. Um, my top five, uh, top five, ah, can't talk right now. Outfielders: Mike Trout, Kevin Pillar, George Springer. This is in order, by the way. Uh, George Springer, Andrew Jones, and J.D. Martinez. Honorable mentions: Charlie Blackman, Aaron Judge, 
John Carlos Stadden, Christian Yelich. Yeah, sorry, I am no help at this one. You're good. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. I was about to say I lost all of my. Uh... We may, we mostly came back to it because we started it like before we started doing it over here, and then yeah, yeah, gotcha. we just never came back to it. So we just wanted to name the top five outfielders real quick as we're rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, postseason's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, October. Yeah. Hold on, I got So I lost my list, so I'm pulling up. Oh, jeez. Come Allie. on, man. I know. I know. Don't hate me. Come on. Don't hate me. Okay. So if I had to do top 10, just kind of off the top of my head right now. Or you said top 10, right? Five. Top, I, top, I said top five, and I had four honorable mentions. Okay. Charlie Blackman, Mike Trout, Juan Carlos Stanton, John Carlo. Sorry. J-U-A-N? I honestly don't know. I just say John Carlo. Oh, J-U-A-N. That's one. Right, right. Juan Carlos Stanton? It's G-I-N. Oh, oh is it? Yeah. Oh, man. G-I-N. I have no idea. G-I-N. It's G-I-N. <laughs> so, okay. Blackman, Harper, Stanton. Trout. Trout. I would actually, I'm going to take Harper off. So, Blackman, Trout, Stanton, Martinez. Even though he plays more like a DH position, it seems like at this point. Mm-hmm. Brantley, maybe? No Springer? Springer would be up there for sure. Swarber could also be up there. Um, Ooh, I totally forgot about Swarber. There's a lot of really good outfielders right I now. I totally forgot about Swarber. And who's the right fielder for uh, the Red Sox? Isn't that Betts? Mookie Betts. Yeah. I Bet's almost, be I almost put him on the list, but I just Bet's got to be up there. Kevin Pillar can make some. I I know you do. He has messed up the Rangers so many times. I know you do, but oh, he's a very good. What is he's very good at his job? Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah, it's tough. There are so many great outfielders in the game right now. There are. I think we're pretty blessed with that. Yeah. If only the Rangers could be blessed with some good outfielders. We got no more. If only the Rangers could be blessed at all. I mean. We have a serious problem. Yeah, I mean, because look at uh, what Cole Hamels has done since he left. <sighs> He's like a sub one ERA. It's not fair, dude. He's undefeated so far, being with the Cubs. Like it's, it's I'm not like, fair. You just didn't want to play here anymore. I wouldn't want to play there either. Anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. Can't blame him. If there's anybody, like I said on a previous show, if there's anybody in the league that I could go after right now with a with a package that the Rangers could offer, if I'm John Daniels, which I'm not, I'd go after. I get whatever I could for George Springer, Scherzer. I'd have to pick Scherzer. That's fair. That's fair. Or Degrom at this point. Well, at this stage, at this stage, you're probably right because we need pitching. But in a, we in need a, to stop giving up runs in a terribly bad way. Yeah, yeah. And but I would also look at Degrom. Twenty five starts of three earned runs or less. Yeah. First since 1913. Record breaking year. That's impressive. That is way impressive. And Shohei then again, Otani? yeah, I was like Otani, fifty uh, fifty innings pitched, ten plus home runs. First yeah. since Babe Ruth and. Yeah. The early 1900s also. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will give J.D. is that he's he's made a lot of transactions recently. They haven't given up Beltre. Um, Beltre has said that he wants to stay. But they, they're getting a lot of pitching. What they're, what they're giving up, they're getting a lot of pitching back. So just hopefully we can we can develop some guys and be good in two, three years. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's that's asking a lot. I but. can't wait to get a Willie Calhoun up. Oh, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, we already got him up. He's, I know, but he's not getting regular reps, though. Right. Yeah. That's my thing. Get yeah. him in more consistently. Get him playing yeah. more often. I'm tired of Joey Gallo. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. tired of Joey Gallo. Me too. I've, I've given up I, hope. 
and I was an advocate for him. I was like, hey, we need Joey just needs reps. He needs reps. He needs reps. And he said multiple times, I'm a power hitter. That's what I do. Your job is to put the ball in play, not to hit the ball 480 feet. That's part I of mean, your job. I was about to say a little bit of both. But, oh, man, I'm tired of Joey Gallo. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, has he gotten any better? I'm going to take a look here. I mean, he's had, a, he's had a decent second half, but, I mean, he's still batting, what, 250, 240? Let's see. Or is it not even that? So, this year, his average is a 205. 205? 182 strikeouts compared to his 68 walks. Um, 130 games played. The one thing that irritates me so badly about him is he, oftentimes I'll, wa- I'll be watching games. He comes up in a key situation with runners on base where we need runs, and he strikes out. Yeah, His on-base percentage is a 315. That should be his batting average. It's just frustrating, man. It's just... Yeah, and his ground out to air out is point five zero. So basically, point six percent of the times he goes up to bat, he's either grounding out or striking out or airing out. Yeah, just dang it. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Moving on. It's frustrating talking about the Rangers. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Rangers right now. I okay. love my Rangers, but oh my good god. <laughs> Fun start bench cunt. You ready for this? I'm excited. It's not what you think. It's like, not, it's you not think what you're, you're real thinking. slick. I'm excited. I'm not. It's not what you're thinking at all. You, you want to go like two rounds each, real quick? I only have one route that I'm ready for, but yeah, sure. Okay. Food items. Oh. Wings. Okay. Pizza. Okay. Burgers. What's the event? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter? Personal choice. Personal choice. Well, I mean, it doesn't, because if I'm going to a game, I'm not about to get wings. I'm going to get, like, pizza or a burger. You're going out to... I don't know. You're just eating. Okay. So you should... You just, well, those are very different things. Like, if I'm on the go, I'm going to get pizza because that's easy to eat. If I'm sitting in down... In general, some... dude. Okay, fine. Oh, my God. Okay, who are you cutting? Who are you getting rid of? Burger. Burger. I wanted to do ballpark foods. Like, I wanted to do nachos, seeds, and something else, but I couldn't think of, like, I couldn't think of anything. That would have been a good one. So nachos, I... seeds, hot dogs, dude. Nachos, yeah, seeds, and hot dogs. Yeah. All right, I'm cutting seeds. I'm benching hot dog and I'm getting nachos. Believe it. See, I'd go hot dog, start, bench, nachos, cut seeds. Unless I'm playing. I have to start seeds. I love seeds. Yeah. I have to start seeds and I'd probably, I'd probably. Dude, I'm starting wings. I'm putting hamburgers on the bench and I'm cutting pizza. See, I'm going starting wings, benching pizza, cutting hamburger. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. I love hamburgers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I feel like you can get one of those fucking anywhere. But you sometimes can. it's hard to get, like, really good wings. I love wings more. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Those dude, we went to Pluckers place. the other night. So good. Ooh, oh, my wow. God. Dude, it's the best. Did you get the liquid gold? No. I, I stuck with lemon pepper, but they're gold, man. Dude, the one thing I will give Wingstop in favor is their fries. I love Wingstop fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a garlic parm guy all the way. Honey Q. Honey, Honey Q. Q. For me. I, don't, I can't stand barbecue sauces. Really? I hate barbecue sauces. Okay, yes. fair enough. See, but can't, I'll get like half. I'll get like half hot and then half honey. I think cube. that's the worst condiment ever made, barbecue sauce. Ranch. Why? Ranch I, is I don't know. It, I don't know why. <laughs> I just can't stand it. Ranch is the worst for me. I'd rather have you, a... What? Yeah. I'd rather have a dry rib than a rib coated in 
I gotta yeah. have ranch when I eat wings. Yeah. I just have to. Every time I order wings, they're like, so would you like ranch or blue cheese? And I'm like, neither. And they're like, excuse me? Yeah. You can get the fuck out. Yeah, because it's both garbage. <laughs> right. Thank you. See, he gets it. Yeah, ranch is garbage, too. No, it's not. Right? Yeah. No, it's not. It is. No, it is. It is garbage. It's garbage. Okay. That's all I had. Ranch, hot sauce, barbecue sauce. Oh, man. Start ranch. Easily. Really? Bench barbecue. And I, what was the other? Hot sauce? I don't yeah. need hot sauce. This guy's fucked up. Yeah. You, you, li- you lived with that? <sighs> Yeah, unfortunately, I'm so for a sorry, while, man. for a while, I'm so sorry. It's quite a, <laughs> quite a few years. <laughs> I'd yeah, I'd start hot sauce. I would uh, bench the bench the ranch and cut the and cut the barbecue See, I sauce. You might say that. Later, I thought you might say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tea, unsweeter, un- unsweeter, sweet, just tea, tea, water, beer. I need water to live, so I'm gonna go beer. <laughs> I'm gonna go beer, water, tea. See, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tea, beer, water, because tea is just flavored water. Okay, so okay. I'm gonna cut water. <laughs> so cut the water, start tea, and then drink beer the rest of the time. Right. I gotta go tea, water, beer. Tea, water, tea, beer. You need water to live. Yeah. But You're I, gonna cut beer. I'd, I'd, okay, yes, I love Dos Equis, but I'd, I mean, you need water to live. You could do without it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that was there's fun. There's water in beer, though. Yeah. Woo! All right, everybody. Episode 18. Thank you so much for so giving us your time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. Thanks for making us part of your day. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Good morning, good afternoon, and, and good, good, night. good evening. You never saw the Truman Show? Good evening yeah, and no, good night. That's what I'm yeah. <laughs> I said it backwards, though. My bad. Yeah. But anyway, stay tuned. We got some good guests lined up. I got some. We got some surprises in the works. I'm sorry this one was late. We just Mother Nature um, was not liking was us. not liking us. It was raining hard Monday night. It was we not meant get to together. be. Yeah. We couldn't we get together. Drive. But yeah, go follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Go follow us. What's the email again, brother? Double A double is spelled out D O U B L E A Sports Show at Gmail 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 dot com. Let us know what you think. Don't be afraid. We, if you, you know, if you don't want us to read it on the show, say so. But yeah, uh, we're we want to read. We want to make, like I said, we want to make this community thing. I actually kind of want to. This is totally off topic, but I kind of want to get somebody from the missions on. See if we can get someone on, from the missions on to talk about the transition over to AAA. That'd be cool. For those who don't know, the mission, the San Antonio Missions Baseball Club, the minor league team here that we have in San Antonio, just announced that they will be moving to AAA next season, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and we've mentioned previously that there have been rumors that. They're going to be building a new stadium downtown. Um, if they don't, they probably make some renovations to the Wolf. But that's exciting. I, I want to try to get someone from the missions in here to talk about all that and talk about the transition and how much that means for the city and all that good stuff. So, yeah. But, yeah, stay tuned. we got some good surprises in the works. And anything going on with Into the Pit? Uh, Into the Pitcast. We just recorded uh, episode eight yesterday. That was good. We had a good time. Yeah. Into the Pitcast. Into the Pitcast. If you love metal. Metal music. Wherever you can get your iTunes or wherever you can get your podcast. Yeah, it's everywhere. And remember, guys, Creed's fucking hard. Yeah, dude, Creed, Creed is, is hard, hard bro. Is hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. We'll that's see it. y'all later. Bye. Thanks a lot, everybody. Peace. Later.